0: Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. Hello everybody, welcome to the Bringing Up Baby podcast. My name is Ashley Cooley and today we are talking with Dr. Madison Bailey. She is a chiropractor here locally in Halifax, uh, works a lot with the babies and has some great information to share about tongue ties and how that goes down because, well, we've talked before, Madison, I think you do see a lot of babies uh, or interact with clients with little ones that have tongue ties. So, That's what we're gonna talk about today. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Um, Do you wanna start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you've come to do what you do?
1: Yes, well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Um, So I'm Dr. Madison Bale. I grew up in Aurora, Ontario. Um, But after graduating from school, I moved to Nova Scotia. So my partner is from Nova Scotia and we decided we would move back here. So this is where we decided to start our our lives. (laughs) Amazing. So yeah, we live in Halifax now and um, how I got into treating babies is I always knew I wanted to do like treat pregnancy, postpartum and infants and just didn't really know like how to get into it or what I wanted to do with that um, and then after just um, doing a lot of shadowing with experts in the field and taking a lot of courses, I realized that this is kind of what I, what I want to do and after... Um, Taking a tongue tie specific course, I realized this is definitely huge interest of mine. And then after working more in Halifax, I realized there's such a need for more education and more practitioners knowing about it, checking for it and treating. So it's definitely mm-hmm. a little niche that I love doing, treating.
0: Yeah, and it is a niche and it is as, as a birth baby and sleep specialist, I hear about tongue ties quite a bit for sure. And they, it's, it's definitely a concern for parents. So let's, can we just start out with the the basics, the really, the starting point. If a parent realizes or think that their little one has a tongue tie, what are the steps that they take? Do they come to see you right away? Are they being referred to you other places? What does that look like? So
1: it can happen a few ways. So if the, um, if they notice it in the hospital when the baby's born, then it's released right away but it has to be if the tongue is like fully restricted and if the doctor who does it is at the hospital. So it's not very likely that it's gonna happen. Um, so a lot of the times that the mom will have symptoms, so it's like trouble latching or like painful latching, um, or the baby is just like really gassy or colicky or like gags a lot. Um, those are pretty common things that they'll come in and then, or if they have like a suspicion, they've like, I've heard of tongue ties, but I don't really know if the baby has one. Then they'll come in, I'll do an assessment. Likely they do have one. Then um, I'll refer to a lactation consultant. So I work with a few in the area and then they'll do an assessment and then they're the ones that make the referral to Dr. Haddad who does the releases. So she does a laser release, which is and really she's nice. she's a
0: dentist, right? In, in yes. town?
1: Yes, so she's a dentist. She works in Clayton Park and she uses the laser. So it's really quick, really clean. It only takes like a few seconds for the procedure to be done and she'll check And I'll check and say what the lactation is. We'll check the tongue, the lip, and then a buccal tie. So those are cheek ties as well. Mm. Um, Because usually if there's one, there's multiple. Um, But not all of them need to be released. So if the tongue and the lip are done, then usually these ones release on their own. So it's not like you have to cut or release everything. Um, So the – sorry, back to the main point is – Um, The lactation consultant will refer to Dr. Haddad and then Dr. Haddad actually requires body work. So some sort of like pediatric chiro, osteopath, physio, someone who's going to do like intraoral work and like body work for the baby. Mm. So it's convenient if you come to a chiro or another practitioner who checks for tongue ties and can refer to the lactation consultants because you already have that body work step done. You've kind of like streamlined the process.
0: Right. And the that body work, that happens before the release or after or both?
1: It is both. So kind of just like working on like retraining the tongue. Usually there's just so much tension in the body because the tongue really connects to... It's the start of all of our tissues. So usually there's a lot of like front body tension. So just mm-hmm. working on like exercises and stretching so that, you know, the baby's kind of prepared for that when there's a release. And they have so much more range of motion than we're training the body on how to move properly and suck properly and all that.
0: Mm, Interesting. You wouldn't, like, typically, I mean, I wouldn't think that a simple, I'm quoting, kind of tongue tie would have such an effect on the whole body and the whole baby.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy.
0: Wow. So, um, even though we have some podcast listeners that are not able to see that anyone who's in the bringing a baby community membership is able to uh, watch what we're doing here. Um, so can you kind of show us a little bit like what that tongue tie looks like? I mean, a lot of us know where to look and stuff like that, but where are the kinds of things that you're seeing? And this is the first time I'm even hearing about the cheeks. That's very interesting.
1: Yeah, so under the tongue, I'll show you if this isn't too gross. Under my tongue, so I don't have a tongue tie at all, but my partner, like, his tongue has the webbing. So if you look under the tongue, if you see any webbing, and it can start, like, just a little bit at the back, like here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can go all the way out to the front of the tongue. And then when the baby is, like, sticking out their tongue, you may see, like, a little, the top part of a heart or even, uh, like, an an upside-down W. So mine is rounded, but if the tongue tie, the tissue, is pulling the tongue under, you'll see Mm -hmm. that indent of the tongue.
0: Okay, so a little bit of webbing isn't necessarily an issue. It's how, maybe how far it's coming out, or is that a little bit not a good thing?
1: It's the function of the tongue. So a lot of people have tongue ties. I'd say most people probably do have some degree, but if the function's okay. Also the lip tie. So here, like, between... I have a little one, so I actually had mine cut. I had it be- all the way between my teeth oh. um, when I was like a school-age kid because my teeth grew in a part. So it's something that if you kind of have a few of these things, it's just easier to get it done when it's a- when they're a baby because right. it'll save a lot of issues down the road. And also I had to get it done because my teeth grew in a part and then I needed braces because mm. I had all this, mm. like my lip tie, mm. all the way down.
0: Interesting. So, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The cheek ones are a little harder to see. It's more like deep in the cheek is if the cheeks are still kind of restricted. Uh, you, you, It's hard to tell from the outside, but generally if these are released, these can relax. Okay,
0: so that's not typically a release in itself, but the other ones would help the cheeks to do that.
1: Yeah, I would just say it's, this isn't as common to be released, but the tongue and the lip are usually done at the okay. same time.
0: Bottom of the lip too, I guess. That could be part of it. No, no?
1: not the bottom of the lip. Oh.
0: Okay, very interesting. Um, I like that yeah. we're all just like get our mouths right up in the camera here. So <laughs> this begs the question then, because as as a, well, I I, I do promote like breastfeeding and, and just talk to people and encourage them and, and support them through however they're feeding their babies. But we know that it can majorly be a problem for breastfed babies because of the way their tongues and everything kind of comes out. So, but not always does it need to be clipped, right? Not always does it need to be worked on to like be able to breastfeed and all that stuff. So there are definitely some parents and some little ones out there that may have a tongue or lip tie, but didn't get it clipped. It didn't seem to make, so you were talking about how it's really the function of it. If, if it's not working, we can fix it. If it's working, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. begs the question, if for instance, they don't clip the tongue tie or the lip tie, are there going to be necessarily issues down the road? You were just saying for yourself that you were a little bit older when you had yours done, right? So is that inevitable? Like, is there going to be something or what do we look for as the little ones get older?
1: So there's a few things, like as they get older, if the babies, as a, like as an infant, if they're really gaggy, then that would be a sign that you do want to release a tongue because then as they start getting food, like eating solid foods, and they can be a lot more gaggy and it's just not... good experience Mm. um but even like as adults or or, sorry to toddlers when they start speaking it can be a speech issue so if the tongue isn't moving they can't Mm. um you know roll all their sounds it can create issues and then in adults um we've seen adults that have like long-standing like migraines or neck pain or low back pain and it's crazy that their tongues are tied, and it just pulls all the tension back. So you'll see like different shaped chins, you'll see different types of posture because it just there's so much tension and restriction that's been going on for I don't mm. know 10, 20, 30 years, and
0: interesting, yeah, it can so would cause lifelong things. Well, it could, but it may not, right? Like it may not. It, it depends. So good things to kind of think about, I guess, if there's tension, if there's that gagging, those kinds of things. So if those things are happening, and I know you primarily work with babies, so I totally get it if you're not totally sure about this answer. But um, if they were to not get it clipped, they don't see any issues, so then they're fine. But would they need to get it clipped when they're older or as adults? Or can they work with whatever that is that tension do you know what I'm saying
1: yeah so I would say I don't have a ton of experience treating like the older adults I have one but he chose to get the release okay um so I'm treating him like well I treated him like post and pre and post release Mm -hmm. um but I see tons of people that have back pain and like neck pain and they're adults and I just think it just might take a little bit more work just because you're working against Mm -hmm. tissue Mm -hmm. But it's hard to say, like, unless you've seen them kind of from birth up. Sure. But I mean, they're doing fine. Um, they just have, you know, a little bit of neck or back pain. Go see a chiropractor.
0: Right, right. Okay, cool. No, I just, I'm very curious. I know I found that the, the worry for tongue ties really kind of came up, I don't know, in the last five or six years, I want to say. It just gets talked about more and more. Um, our, our province of Nova Scotia uh, used to cover the clipping of, or, or, or working with those tongue tie releases and things like that, that Mm but they no longer do. And I find that really interesting. Um, but it's great to know that there are people out there and that not, it's not even just like somebody saying, Oh, you have a clip. Let's, let's clip it or let's laser it. It's like, they're looking at the body work. They're making sure they're working with a lactation Mm -hmm. consultant who work with families, also bottle feeding, not just breastfeeding. So that's good to know as well, right? So there's more to this than just, oh, I see something, let's clip it, we're all done.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of collaborative work. Like she won't just do it. She needs, you know, the parents to be on top of the stretches too. Like they have to be committed because if you're going to go through the release and cut under the tongue and the lip and then you don't do the exercise and it all reattaches, then why would you put the baby through that?
0: Oh, it could reattach.
1: Yes. Ooh. So you have to do every few hours. There are certain exercises to go under the tongue, under the lip and make sure it's not reattaching because the mouth heals so quickly mm. that you really have to be diligent and they're not, it's not fun. Mm. Like I have to do the exercises with the baby too when they come in and it, it hurts my heart a little bit because they're not comfortable. You have to be going like near the wound mm. to make sure it's staying open. Mm. But after around the two week mark, like it's a, a month long of healing but around the two-week mark i find the scab has healed so it's a lot easier to do the exercise
0: interesting so guys these podcast episodes are great and all and i love getting the chance to share some evidence-based practical and non-judgmental information to help you along your parenting journey but now there's a way to get even more introducing the bringing up baby membership community A place where we continue the conversation from these episodes, where you can access incredibly helpful resources like my new baby sleep guide and so many more. And it's also a place where you'll make new connections and can participate in live education sessions every week on a variety of baby related topics. Yes, lots of them are sleep related. Trust me, the value of this membership is like no other. To find out more and to sign up, visit birthbabysleep.ca slash bbs-community, but we'll link to that in the show notes. See you there. So what could you kind of describe, you've already actually done this a little bit, but describe what what, uh, an appointment with you would look like when it comes to that body work. And so are you like pulling out the tongue? You're doing stretches like with their tongue or lips or that kind of thing?
1: So it's a lot of um, like full body exercises. So kind of like helping stretch like the front of the neck or the sides of the neck. Um, And then tongue retraining too. So there's like exercises of like some babies just like don't want to suck. And this is whether they're tongue-tied or not, like some babies just like have a hard time sucking on a finger. So working on like retraining the tongue muscle Mm -hmm. because breastfeeding, well, really any babies, whether they're breastfed or bottle-fed. Bottle-fed, it's harder to see because – The milk is let down so much easier. They don't actually have to work for the milk. Where breastfeeding, the baby has to work for it. So what you want is the tongue doing like a mermaid motion. So like Mm -hmm. this. So we want to make sure, we want to retrain the tongue to be, so you like have the finger in the mouth, kind of pull the lip down and the chin down because we want the the tongue to be doing all the sucking. Where if the babies are tongue-tied and they don't have tongue function, you'll see the cheeks are like really puckered uh, and there's like little air pockets here and there's milk spilling out or you hear like a lot of clicking and it's, that's when it can be very okay. painful.
0: Okay. Um, cool. This is all really helpful. I mean, it's not cool that it's painful, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, I, I'm very interested because having three kids, I, I, I feel fortunate, actually, that we didn't notice. I'm actually going to go look at all their mouths later because maybe they do have tongue and lip ties that I just don't even know. But it's really really interesting. So Madison, I know you're not a lactation consultant and you do refer people to lactation consultants, but do you have any knowledge around if having a tongue tie affects milk supply at all, whether like before it can be released?
1: So... Actually, one third of mothers stop nursing do so because of tongue ties, because it can either be painful, low supply, um, many different things. But it's, it's kind of like you need that healthy balance. So the tongue tie can definitely influence milk supply, because if the baby isn't doing that like tongue motion of like pulling, like getting the let down, then the supply can get lower. And it's really sad because they don't realize, like, some moms just think, like, oh, supply goes down normally at this stage. Or, you know, I just don't have a lot of supply. It's like, okay, maybe that's the case. But it also could be the baby's not actually, like, sucking properly to get the milk to then tell your brain, you need to make more milk because the baby is drinking and needs more.
0: Right. Right. So it could, potentially, but, again, maybe not. Yeah. So something to keep an eye on. Okay, cool. Um, Can tongue ties have any effect with speech. I think you did mention this. It could potentially affect a toddler if you notice speech impediments or things in toddlerhood that that could be tied to, ooh, it could be with the tongue tie, right? Yes.
1: So, I don't see a ton of toddlers. Um, I do kind of want to see a little more like speech language pathologist just to see if there is like just for my own curiosity because Sure. in all like the books and the research it shows that they can have speech delay like speech difficulties, but I'd be very curious how many are actually directly related to a tongue tie and then how right. many kids actually get a release, um, and then see the difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a good question and a potential good podcast guest to get on here. Speech-language pathology. I love that. That is um, a good idea. Right? Because you're right that, that they could see. I'd be curious who who's coming in to see them and for those reasons too. Absolutely. I wonder if they're
1: checking because a lot of them, it's not like mm. the tongue tie is like the cure of all the world's ills, but it's often like misdiagnosed or just, mm. you know, not checked for.
0: Mm-hmm. So Is curious. it ever, does Does anyone ever come to your clinic or look for support with that and then you you take a look and you're actually thinking like, oh, I don't think it's a tongue tie? Like, does that ever happen? No. No. <laughs> it's so
1: common and I don't like, I don't refer everyone, actually, well, if there's a tongue tie, I'll always refer to the lactation consultant, whether they go or not, it's their choice. I'm not going to force sure. them. Um, But it doesn't always mean release. Sometimes it can be if there's a tongue tie, the lactation consultant can give them other exercises or tips or tricks that, you know, it's within their scope and not mine. And then we can kind of work it that way. So it's not like you have to have a release. There's other things we can do. But if there's other things that pop up, then sometimes, like there's a few things that if the baby is like gagging a lot and like through like a few weeks of exercises, if the gagging isn't getting better, then I will kind of push a little bit more for the lactation consultant and the release because when Mm. they start solids, it could be a really big issue.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Another thing is if the baby has a flat spot on the head.
0: Oh, yes. So
1: I've seen a lot of flat spot babies, so also known as plagiocephaly, and that's when the baby has a preference to one side and the back of the head starts getting flatter. And usually if they have a flat spot they'll have some sort of like torticollis or like head to one side. And I've seen with the cases that are having a hard time getting better the babies or the parents just like turn them and they will not stay Is they mm. have a tongue tie because the tongue causes so much tension on the front of the neck. So it's easier for the baby to turn and kind of relieve some of that tension on the front. And then it just kind of like, it snowballs really quickly because they're uncomfortable like this. They turn the head gets flat, so then anytime they go to the center, they're automatically rolling to the side. Right. Right. And then because they're on their side, one side of the neck gets really tight and then it's hard for that muscle, so then we have to work on like stretching. But once I had a baby this week that got a release finally, and it's there's it's night and day the difference with less tension. Range of motion and Yeah, stuff. range yeah. of motion is so much better, and now we can start making big progress on the head because the baby isn't forced to be out of that uh, tension from the front.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, you know what? I, I actually screen for a lot of those things as a sleep consultant, um, particularly for younger infants, but even for the older crowd too, you know, is, do they tend to always want to go to one side? Do, how is the feeding going? Those kinds of things, because sometimes those can impact sleep too, if they're not feeding well, if they're uncomfortable. Um, Definitely. So it's good. It's just really good to know that there are people like you out there because, as a childbirth educator, when every most people know somebody that has a baby, and most people know somebody whose baby had a tongue tie or that breastfeeding or just getting fed or having the flat spots or the things going on. So, from the prenatal side, everyone's thinking about all these things that could potentially go wrong and who's going to find these things and how do we fix them and what is it all going down so it's so nice and I hope lots of people get to listen to this and know that chiropractors osteopaths like you work a lot with babies and you're working with other people like lactation consultants dentists yeah people that can help with this process and it's like a really holistic kind of kind of approach
1: definitely like people usually don't just see me I would say they probably see like I'll refer them So the lactation consultant and the dentist, if needed, and if like the head is really bad, I'll also refer to like a pediatric osteopath or a pediatric physio. So just to kind of get more on board and it's, the goal isn't to have you like one appointment every day of the week for the next year. Like the point of the collaborative approach is that the more people we have on board is that then we can kind of space out, okay, you've got the head, I've got more like joint muscle restrictions. lactation consultant has feeding Mm. and we can just spread it all out so you're not seeing people every day it really helps the baby improve so much quicker when you've got different people and like professions working on the baby
0: right you're not seeing each of you like five times a week but all of you combined is going to help with with what baby needs to to
1: do yes because moms are overwhelmed like there's so much going on let alone like appointments for the baby like who would have thought the baby needs to go see a chiropractor
0: but oh my gosh honestly something that creates a lot as somebody who lives with anxiety what creates a lot of anxiety is having to make appointments and like making sure everybody's all anyway so I totally get that so it's nice to know that there's lots of people that can help but you don't have to see everybody all the time They can exactly
1: yeah and the parents always have the choice like I'll always give them the option of like this is who we have working that can help. But if you don't want to see them or you know it's too busy, that's okay.
0: There's other options Thanks. that we can do. Give them options. I love it. Well, um, Madison, could you tell us for those who are local anyway, where are you working out of? Because I know you're, you're in a t- couple of different spots. And even for those virtually, if they want to follow you, where can people find you?
1: So you can find me on Instagram. So Dr. Madison Bale. Um, is the handle. And I have like a little link there. So it has both my clinic locations. Um, and I think it also has, if not, I'll add my personal email. So that's just drmadisonvale at gmail.com. And you can always email me or even on Instagram. Like if you have a question about your baby, just send a picture. Um, but if you're an HRM, I'm at Choice Health Center in Dartmouth and then um, Brickyard Holistic Health in Halifax.
0: So Awesome. So you're nice and convenient for HRM. All the people on cross the bridges yes <laughs> well I'll link to and I'll link to your Instagram and, and all that stuff in the show notes too to make it easy for people to to find you is there anything else that because you and I met before and had a chat before this uh is there anything else that I missed that you wanted to make sure that we get out there do you feel like this was a good I think this was a pretty good at least intro to uh, the tongue-tie discussion
1: um I would say there's Two more things that would probably be good to mention. So more signs and symptoms that the parents can look out for to just get like a further like evaluation is on the baby side, if there's trouble latching, so it could be like clicking or dribbling out of the mouth, they have like a very tight or choppy latch or if they fall off the breast easily or if they're falling asleep at the breast because they're just kind of like hanging out, they're not actually feeding. Or if the baby Okay, but has- we
0: know that, sorry to interrupt, but we know that that happens too in just normal feeding. So it's like something to be aware of, but not necessarily an issue. Yes. Yet. So I would no. say there's
1: okay. a whole list. So um, I'll go through a few more. So not like if your baby only has one, like if there's a few things and you're kind of just curious. Um, okay, cool. Also like excessive gas, because if the baby is sucking a lot of air in, because the latch isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're slow to gain weight, some nasal congestion... If they're sleeping with their mouth open, that's a big sign of like tension under the tongue because they're not comfortable mm. closing the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same with that like W or heart shape under the tongue and then webbing. And then for the mom, if they're having pain during nursing, cracked or blistered nipples, lipstick nipples, supply issues, or even like clogged duct- clogged ducts or mastitis, is common because mm. the baby's not actually able to suck and get that let down so they're getting clogged even just like a wellness exam like I see so many babies that are you know a few days few weeks even a few months old just like coming in do we just want to make sure everything's okay like yep check all the infant reflexes check range of motion a lot of the time if they're coming in for just like a wellness then it's like okay great Mm. when they start crawling if they're not cross crawling bring them in we can show the pattern and then see you again for the next motor milestone like it's You know, there's wellness checks. That is great. Um, And can be
0: preventative I actually,
1: yeah. I had a mom come in. The baby was two days old and she was like, I had chiro care for my first kid, um, had a tongue tie. So we did the chiro work and didn't need a release. So we did, I think it was five sessions because the baby was only two days old. There's not much to do. Like Mm -hmm. it's so easy to move the tissues around. Um, Did like mouth work, body work on the baby, didn't need a release and was feeding great.
0: Nice. But it's good to get that little once over again, like doctors are really good and know what to look for, but they're very busy and their specialty is kind of a lot of things. So seeing people like yourself where a lot of health plans do cover, you know, some of those costs that it's so helpful to get like that expertise of like someone's actually looking at the whole body here and and doing that preventative work. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Something else I do want to add is that Um, so in the appointment, like we'll go over exercises, check infant reflexes, but also if there is any like joints that could be moving better, the adjustments that happen for babies. So it's not the same as adult adjustments. So there's no like cracking or popping or like crazy twisting. It's not like that at all. It's so gentle. So the adjustments are just using like one finger and it's the amount of pressure that you would use to check the firmness of a peach. So it's Mm. so gentle. You just need to go to someone who's trained in, you know, dealing with babies every day um, Mm. to know like what to check for, where to apply that small adjustment. But it's very gentle.
0: That's very good to know. Because when I first think chiropractor, I think we're doing next stuff. We're doing like (laughs) getting getting in all a pretzel position. But that's not at all what what it looks like for babies. Very good to know.
1: (laughs) Yes. Most babies sleep through their whole appointment or like, you know, usually I say the main risk is like a big poop. Usually I get like poop or barf on me sometimes, you know. After, oh my like, gosh, so if you need your baby constipated, to poop, go, go do yeah, a we can do some like exercises. Show the moms what to do. Do a little tummy massage and
0: yeah, beautiful. Well, good because hey, that's a problem too sometimes. Um, this has been such a great conversation. I'm so glad we we're able to to catch up and get this recorded for our members and for the podcast uh we'll definitely love to have you back sometime because i think there's always things that we can talk about and you've given me a list of other people i'm going to connect with and maybe get out here too (laughs) um thanks so much for joining uh dr madison bale and uh, we hope you have a good day thank you for having me (laughs) Looking for more? Check out birthbabysleep.ca, where you'll find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at BirthBabysleep. It would be awesome if you followed us wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you can, leave a review or a rating, which goes a long way for helping others to find us. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time.